Yellow. Hey, Herbie, it's Will with Schedule. Hi. Hey, man, I can hear you better now. Okay, I don't know what was going on there. Sorry about that. Hey, where are you right now? I'm, uh, I'm at Cobra, at, the, at Cobra Cabana. Okay. I, you mentioned, so you've been doing some deliveries. I've been following you on uh, Instagram, man. You're, you're hustling. Yeah, man. We're making it happen. Going as hard as we can. Uh, well, hey, thanks. I won't keep you long, man, but I appreciate it. You know, I was, for a while there, I've been, I was wanting to get up to Richmond and sit down and do this in person one day, and we still will. But uh, in the meantime, man, I, you and I have spoken before. I think when you first signed up for Schedule Fly, and we have a, um, you know, J- Jake Wolf and I talked last week, and um, I knew y'all knew each other. I didn't know the connection, and he, he kind of filled me in on that. So, um, uh, have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect for you, my friend. You're, you're, uh, you're busting it hard, and, um, I know you guys are, uh, you care a lot about your team and you care a lot about your customers. That's very apparent from everything I see from y'all on social media. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. You know, I, like every day we're thinking like, oh, you know, like at first when this all happened, we thought, um, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, are, are, we, are we going into the interview right now? Or? Yeah, 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 man. I just go ahead and start recording right when we, uh. Okay. Uh, when we start talking yeah, I just again. I was gonna say, uh, let me let me get into the office here real quick. I, I can't hear shit outside. Um, I was gonna say, uh, no, we just didn't know what was gonna happen, and we thought we were only gonna get a couple days, and then we thought, well, uh, you know, like, I said we can deliver. I said I, you know, I, I before we got open, I was delivering for Amazon. I was doing anything I could. So, um, you know. I, it, that was not different and then i asked everybody else if, who had cars if they were willing to do it and so we kind of put the, a plan together really quick to try to do something if if because at first even if everybody else you know wasn't even if everyone wasn't telling you to close or that you should close i felt like you were going to be you know, it, it, you just had to, you had to do something. You had to yeah. figure some, some other way out because there was going to be no more like in dining stuff. Yeah. Um, so we just, we just tried to figure it out real quick, you know, and I, I've talked to lots of people. Jake is one of them. Jake's one of my, uh, I, I've known him the longest and I take everything that he says, you know, he, he's been in this, I, I, I don't know anything about <laughs> restaurant, man. I, I'm a, I'm in, artist and a musician you know but yeah. i learned a lot in the last year and a half i mean a whole lot um about and i think it, you know i'm probably going to jump all over the place just because i do and just because my brain's in outer space right now but Go for it, bro. i think um all the things that you do in your life um lead you to you know figuring out how to be in a leadership role i've never been anyone's boss before in the band we were all you know we were all equal, you know, we are all, yeah. we all sort of made the decisions or whatever. And as it goes, that gets harder and harder because everybody wants their way. And, and you know, in, in a democracy, it gets, it gets pretty tough, but then getting into leadership positions, you realize these are things that you were told you were good at when you're younger or like you were, you know, pushed into with different things, like whether it was scouting or, you know, the different things. And, um, I, I think just treating people the way you want to be treated has helped me get, a, you know, you know, I treat my workers like I want to be treated. Richmond's is, is a very wild city. There's a lot of people who don't like, um, don't like their bosses. I mean, I can relate. I had, I worked for, when I started working, I was like 
work at a grocery store from 14 to 21 and I wrote a lot of poetry about killing my bosses like when I was young. <laughs> did, did some of those uh, turn know? into some songs? Huh? Did some of those turn into some of your songs? No, I don't know. Not really, but um, I mean, they definitely led me into being a, a writer and, and stuff like that. Um, but I guess getting back to being a good boss, it, it just or, or trying to want to do the right thing for your people who you work for. I mean, it's 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 like any other family you have. I consider everybody that works for me part of a family, and I think if you yeah. treat them like that and you care about them, and you don't, you know, then you you actually do care about what happens to them and and what happens when you have to lay off. 26 people or something like that you know it's very scary or like uh you know i think that the perception is that lots of bosses don't give a shit about the people that that work for them and they you know they're just there to do a job while you collect the the bread or whatever but you know and that that's big there's there's like a lot of you know sort of like a labor unspoken like labor party style politics in in richmond that i didn't see when i lived in raleigh might be there now i'm not i'm not 100 sure it's been like eight years now but um you know this industry is is very very um it's very wild up here and we do a different thing i guess that's why you know i don't want to jinx anything but we have up until you know everything going to hell have been pretty successful in a pretty short amount of time comparatively speaking i think you know from just what i see with everyone else and i think it's just you know I learned a lot from people who already do this kind of thing. Similar, like if you're trying to have a band and you see that your people that you idolize and you, you try to you know emulate them a bit, or you know maybe you have these different influences. Some you wear on your sleeve and some you don't. But you know, Jake was always in the restaurant industry. He's you know Tyler. I'm sure he might have mentioned some of this, but my best friend is he's his older brother. He's my best friend's older brother, and I worked as a bar back in at Capital Club 16. You know, way before I moved up here. Yeah. And um, uh, there's di- you know other other different people. Almost in every city, there's people who were always good to the band or good to Tyler and I. We you know we would try to get shows and and play music um, in people's restaurants and before before we could even we're good enough to play in venues or whatever. So um, it's nuts to have, to be to have so many friends lose their jobs all at once and this whole industry sort of I don't want to say collapse because everybody started doing what they can they're figuring it out like we are yeah I hope everybody is I mean some are some aren't I mean uh, it's I been a lot of people are scared about it well they are and you know it's actually you know we've we um, this new little podcast series we started on our podcast we're calling it Onward because you know what we're trying to do is capture people like yourself and other folks around the country to find out what what are you doing now like to go onward like what you know what's happened has happened we can't change it we don't even know when it's going to end but you know we got to keep pushing forward and and move onward so that's um that's why we're doing this and you know y'all are uh you treat your staff well because you've you know you 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 grow up learning from folks like jake wolf who's always treated his staff extraordinarily well like family and that's been evidence since the day i met him years ago and uh i don't know tyler he did tell me about Tyler, and um, in fact, we're going to order one of Tyler's uh, those paintings he makes of the of animals. Have you seen those things? Oh, oh 
yeah, I, I own a few. Myself. You own a few yourself. I'm, yeah. oh, there you go. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna send them. Yeah. We're gonna send them some. We got two dogs. We're gonna send them some pictures of those in order. So those things are awesome. Yeah, Tyler and I have been art partners and music partners for over twenty years since okay. '97, and okay. and, that, and shortly thereafter is when I met Jake. Uh, we we started college together, at East Carolina. Um, he's he's my best friend, so yeah, definitely support him. And you know, if anybody out listening doesn't know what we're talking about, check out at Wolf Knight, and that's W O L F N I T E on yep. Instagram or whatever. He's and he's or wolfknight.com, You know, he's a great artist. I'm trying. You know, it's not just restaurants who lost everything too. You know, there's like. Oh yeah, I don't know, man. You know, it, it's it's anybody listening to this knows already. Like it ripples throughout everything. Like wh- no matter what, like tattoo artists and and just just everybody. But I think, and here's the thing, and I, and I hope that everybody that you talk to is saying that as well, because you know, if you're the type of spot who, um, you know, gives to the to the local elementary school and raises money for their kids or uh for at christmas or or you know if you do things for breast cancer awareness or if you do say like have some kind of event for for this thing or for that thing i mean we we've only been open for i guess like um 16 or 17 months now but it seems like every other month we were trying to do something and if you give to the community like people give back to you so so yes, far People have been, you know, and I know, like, who knows, maybe they're, maybe people's money will run out, like, at some point, but right now, people are supporting us, and people are ordering stuff to go, and curbside, and we, we, we sort of, like, are taking more precautions as we go, because it, you know, you think, oh, it's getting worse, and it's getting worse, and we started out doing, having people come on in, and, and doing a pickup order, like, more, you know, like a normal takeout style, but I think we've moved on to to doing just curbside and and delivery now and taking precautions wearing gloves obviously doing all the cleaning things you can and trying to you know i don't even know a soul who has any of those like 95 masks you know i think all those should probably go to the hospitals or whatever but there's uh when i mow grass i wear these weird mask because of my allergies that i know what you're talking about yeah uh, it's called like sa fishing Uh you can look them up and they have uh these washable like masks that you can wear as a do-rag or yeah uh you know and i ordered like five of those and i'm suggesting they got a good deal five for 15 bucks right now if anybody wants to check them out you know it's at least something to have over your face when you're uh you know out, out and about oh for sure no doubt about it man well um now you're been open for you said about 16 17 months but you're also opening an, another concept right did that yeah, hot for pizza yeah, that's, that's a that's a, a an awkward position to be in right now as well um we we uh we're opening a pizza spot um and we're all the way through everything except for we have a few more little things to finish in the kitchen just like hooking up you know, hook thing, hooking some things up, and then basically we just need our health inspection. I mean, I've got all the way through the ABC part. Wow. I've done. I've got the CO. I've got all the hard parts are finished. I literally just need a health inspection, and I'm hoping that once I get these last few little details done, um, when I call them, that somebody at the city will still be able to do it. Because if they if they will give me a health inspection, you know, and obviously if we meet the requirements, then we'll have uh, we'll be able to do. Uh, some takeout and delivery, uh, pickup or deliver. I mean, uh, 
like curbside and, and deliver pizzas. Cause I, so, I sort of started the third business. We were always going to do it cause I don't know what other people say, but I'm not very happy with Grubhub or the other kinds of solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's a great concept, but I don't think they hire out people, you know, like you need a delivery person to be an ambassador for your, your, your restaurant, you know, and, and letting just anyone do it and it being a completely different person every time that can be detrimental to your, if they don't, if they're not on top of it and there's really no reprimanding those people, you know, I, I tried just for a very short time between driving a taxi and, and driving for Amazon. I was try I tried Uber Eats just because I don't, I have sort of a delivery vehicle. I don't have like a, a car to do Uber or Lyft or whatever. So I was trying to deliver and, you know, it's, it's a lot of, I know it's changed now. I'm sure it's completely different now, but, um, there was not a lot of quality control and that, that to me is, you know, I, I want to do outstanding in every service that we provide for people. So sure. I, I started a third business called Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, Richmond as sort of like, you know, it's a joke name, but it's a serious business. Like, you know, I want to do delivery for both of my businesses and then offer it at a, at a fraction of the price that Grubhub or, or, uh, Uber Eats or some of those would to, to my peer businesses around here, like maybe in Suboka or, um, Guar Bar or some of our friends restaurants around the, the, the surrounding neighborhoods here in Richmond. Love that man. Absolutely love. It. I've seen that too. On you, I, that's fantastic. You and you, um, yeah. You save all the costs. You you you're going to deliver a great brand experience for anybody you deliver for you and your your team, whoever you have on your team, because it's important to you. And then the other, let me ask you about that now. When you do that, have you had to go and adjust your like so your insurance policy? Do you have to go and change that in case a driver gets in an accident or something like that? Well, we will. I mean, it's all like it's sort of like outlaw style right now. I just I sort of you, you got to do what you got to do. do it. Yeah. I mean, everybody who works for me now already works for me at Cobra, and they're just you know obviously I'll be doing people who work. You know, it'll have to be a third legit business. It'll have to be turned into a business. But right now, I own it, so it's really just delivering for only one business right now. So it's just delivery. Sir, it's just like everybody's doing right now. Yeah. However, whenever I do it you know, we'll have to figure out what the best way to pay the drivers will be. And, you know, owning a pizza restaurant, um, uh, I've already got the insurance for the pizza restaurant, but yeah, it's a lot different doing delivery drivers. That's a whole different concept that I'm not, you know, um, there's a lot of different stuff going into that. So yeah, you'll have to, there's a couple, I don't know. It's a whole different wormhole to go down, but it's, it's like everything else. You just kind of got to follow directions. You, I mean, you got a very strong all this stuff is hard, but it's you know every city's different, every place is different, but a lot of it is just following the directions and getting through the red tape. And once you get through it, then you sort of figure out your system. And you know, I, I think it's I think it's a hundred percent doable to offer um, people in this city, and you know, therefore, if anybody else wants to do it in their city. Um, you know, an alternative to the current, like, trendy uh, places that take 30% off the top of all your 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 deliveries, which is, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. It's a lot in your business. Uh, that's for darn sure. You got thin margins, man. That's no joke. 
thin margins and you're talking 30% off of every single one of those. If I think about what I'm making right now, which is significantly less than what we did before, you know, say uh, the 16th or whenever this all happened, um, those, you know, like if I was losing 30% on all of these, it would be bad. So the fact that we get to keep that and, you know, and pay our, pay our normal bartenders, they're getting tipped out. They've, bartenders transformed into delivery drivers and so it sort of worked out i mean i think there is no other way to do it right now i know a lot of people are doing it some are doing it and and having success and some are you know i kind of got to stay on top of it i feel like i'm riding the line between um over posting or whatever but everyone seems to say nah just keep going man you got to get what you can get while you can get it and that was sort of what my old man used to tell me all the time yeah well i think that's that's a really great approach man so it's what you're doing what you got to do you've got a very strong entrepreneurial spirit clearly Herbie. i mean that's that's very apparent just from listening to you talk about this and the way you uh or create you know as you said you're an artist so you've got a really creative mindset and you're deploying that into you know unique and creative businesses i mean even your uh the way you brand everything you've got this you know hot for pizza i'm assuming that comes from uh hot for teacher and you got i mean you just get everything's you know you're you're mixing your love uh of music and artistic creativity and your genuine clearly genuine care for the people around you and to you know building really neat businesses man it's very inspiring to speak with you and uh, i know anybody that listens to you would feel the same um well, i appreciate it man i appreciate it so much oh for sure man um so well, i'm not going to keep you real long I, I really enjoyed rapping with you i have to ask you this though uh this will be a I, I don't know, maybe a, a plug for you as a musician, not that you need it, but you've got this band. I know Valiant Thor and Tyler's in that. You've been doing this a long time. And and uh, and I've seen you on Instagram. I knew what you look like and all that stuff. But, dude, we went, my family, I've got three kids. I'm married and I have three kids. And we go up to Greensboro to Avett Brothers on New Year's Eve this year and because it's like one band that everybody in our family all likes. And we go to this show, and it was the most amazing show, like, ever. I mean, this just killed it. It was phenomenal. Our whole family loved it. We're like, during the concert, we're like, man, we're going to do, this is like our new New Year's tradition. Right now, we're setting it now. We're going to start going every New Year's wherever these guys are playing. And then, then it's like right before the, you know, the midnight hour, and this dude comes walking out looks like father time with a gray long hair and a gray beard and a gray robe and i'm like who is that and what what is it all like i've never been to one of their new year's shows. i don't know what's going on here and then the guy walks up on stage and i'm sitting there i look at my wife i was like man if i i swear i that looks like one of my customers herbie he's up in richmond but couldn't be him i mean how could that be him but i know he's in a band it sure looks like him but nah and i couldn't help myself and finally at like 1 30 in the morning or whatever it was i text you i was like dude was that you and you're like yep and then i would realize that i guess you know those guys and you do you've been doing that for a while with them or something on new year's but i gotta ask the story man because it was so fascinating to me i think about it like all the time <laughs> yeah um so that's that's a whole other part of east carolina you know the um it, it, I'll, it, I'll make a really long story short. Yeah. Uh, Scott Avett and Tyler and I all started at East Carolina at the same time uh, in the in the art department, and we both we all three got in painting, and mm. we all went uh, 
all three of us got our BFAs in painting from and had the same professors. And then I stayed on and got my master's degree in painting from there. But yeah, we, we went to all three of us went to undergrad together and had a lot of adventures. And we, we both had bands that turned into what our bands are now. Uh, the Avett brothers were like Scott and Seth had a band from Concord, North Carolina called Nemo. And uh-huh. we, and me and Tyler had a band called Lo-Fi Conspiracy. And, um, they turned into on my I'm 41 on my 20th birthday they played their third show as the Nemo Backdoor Project and I have this on VHS too oh my and, god uh, and then they shortly thereafter changed their name to the Avet Brothers and then we changed our name to Valiant Thor and then there were some students um, who had a band called they were younger than us they they were called um, Art Lord and the Self Portraits and they ended up changing their name to Future Islands. And all hmm. three of us got signed, and we were all from different um, different sort of styles of music. And actually, I'll even say there's even a, a fourth one um, that uh, they were called the Capulets, and they changed their name to Love Language. They also got signed to Merge Records. So that time at that art building, uh, in the art building at East Carolina University School of Art was a, a insane time for like bands that were really doing it. I mean, like so many bands came through backdoor skate park where we all started and were playing. And, uh, and as far as my thing with them, I started singing with them. I don't know how many years ago. Um, I started singing with them on new year's, um, before I did the father time gig. Um, I, my parents are from outside of Charlotte and, uh, and uh, my father's passed on now, but my mom still lives there on the other side of Charlotte from where, where they grew up. But, uh, where's your you mom? My mom lives in Lincolnton, North Carolina. That's oh, where yeah, I grew man. up. Okay, sure. Okay. And, uh, between Gastonia and Hickory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, um, like, you know, it's, you know, we're all from the same sort of area. So we would meet up around New Year's and I'd see them. And then, uh, then once the first time I was supposed to come out and sing them, I, I just, I came back and saw them and then I came out and they hollered. I missed, I basically missed the call to come out and sing. So the next year I was like, I'm not going to miss this. So I did it. And this is, this is years ago. This is early 2000s. And then uh, about seven or eight years ago, we started doing it where I was father time and we liked it so much. We're like, we're going to make this a thing. It's definitely been seven years now. And, um, you know, you can listen to it on the first year we did it was in Raleigh and we've, it's been, it's basically hawked back and forth between Raleigh and, and, um, Greensboro and Charlotte mm-hmm. uh, at those the, the local stadiums there, and we did a big one where Valiant Thor and um, and Future Islands and and uh, and Avett Brothers all played the at East Carolina at the basketball arena um, for because we were all in college when Hurricane Floyd came through and it devastated everything for a couple weeks, and so when this hurricane happened last year i mean it was the year before last my brain i think it was year before last we all right at the end of the year we all played uh together and and sold it out and gave all the money to uh victims of the hurricane so mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's nuts um it's it's really uh, truly how you know each one of us had different you know we've all toured around the world yeah and and but all in different uh, you know genres so people didn't even know we were friends and it, it always pops up and people are like whoa you know did i see you sing with him because i because <laughs> every once in a while I, we'll you know we play together at like bonnaroo okay. and then um and then every once in a while they'll pop up and it'll just be me around and so i'll sing a couple songs with them and, and it just blows people's mind like how do you even know them <laughs> and we've been friends for over 20 years so 
Man. It, it's, pretty, it's pretty neat. I consider, like, that sort of, like, both, not not Valiant Thor, but uh, but Future Islands and Amit Brothers got so big, so fast with their um, own, you know, I think both band, both of those two bands played on the last week of David Letterman. And I think Amit Brothers played on the next to last David Letterman show with Obama on wow. the on the episode and you know there's something i always remember like that um scott said years ago when we were you know we we toured extensively in europe and they 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 got to big on like playing these college gigs they would play colleges and they got bigger and bigger and their fans grew in a whole completely different way than ours did but um it, it was really nuts they were playing one time at the grand old opry and the guy's like don't wait till you you know like everybody's always wondering when they're going to make it, when they're going to make it. But he's like, you're doing it now. You're doing it now. And I always thought, yeah, man, we're, we're, you know, we're doing it now. And that's something we've always thought. Like my, my and Tyler's motto has always been efforts realized. Like you put all this hard work into something and you look mm. out afterwards when everybody's partying and everybody's clapping and like, like we did this, we put this together. We, we can do this again. We can even make it bigger than this. So that's sort of what we think of. And we just keep on looking to the next one. As a matter of fact, all three of us were texting each other this morning. Um, wow. Me and Tyler and Scott. It Man. doesn't happen often, but you know, yeah. whenever we think about something like, I think Tyler sent us a meme with Van Gogh trying to put on a mask and he's saying fuck because one of his ears was cut off. <laughs> and then the other one will send like a new art book that he got. But oh, besides man. the music, at the at its core, we're all we're all a bunch of painters, you know? Yeah, and, and, uh, and you're all good people and you're friends, man. I can tell that. I mean, it's very clear from the stuff I see from the Avert Brothers videos and stuff on Instagram. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I know about Tyler a lot through Jake and, so, um, good, good group of dudes, man. Glad it's, Hey, it's, it's, this is a time when you need your, your buds, uh, more than ever. Right? Yeah. I'm telling uh, you, man. Um, well, that God, they play, so they played the second to the last night of Letterman was Foo Fighters on the last night. Is that on his final night? I'm sorry. Are was, you talking to me? Yeah. I was just wondering, like they, they played the, I was trying to remember Letterman's last few like week or whatever that, uh, was it, did the Foo Fighters play his very last night? I think you might be right. I'm not even a hundred percent sure. I was on tour at the time. I just was cheering them on from afar that they put, that they played and it was such a wild, uh, just to be, you know, cause the, the, my thing was we never got a chance to be on. We, we had a chance one time to be on Jimmy Kimmel and, uh-huh. uh, I ended up having to give my old man a kidney and the show kind of got canceled and they're like, we'll reschedule it. It'll be fine. And, uh, and it just never got rescheduled. So yeah. that's one of those, one of those things, like one of those little missed opportunities, but whatever, you know, life, life does what it does. Do you ever, do you get back down this way? I, I say this way, I'm in Charlotte. So when you, you know, I, I know Concord and Lincoln real well. Well, we were supposed to, I go, I come every holiday. I, I wouldn't, my mom wouldn't let me get away with it if I didn't, but I, uh, I um uh we're supposed to be on tour right now. We're supposed to be on a uh, Valley of Thor was going back on tour. Like we stopped touring at the end of 2017 because everybody has babies except for except for me and Pete. But um, a lot of us have children now, and it's harder to be all together when we live all apart. Um, and we sort of got hosed. It was just a, we sort of got hosed on our on a tour, and but we were about we were going on a big tour, and that got canceled because of everything. And um, 
actually we have a tour right now like lots of big gigs in in uh july in europe but i'm, a, I'm pretty sure it hasn't got canceled yet but i'm pretty sure it's going to yeah yeah i mean it's just i can't imagine everything coming back together till then but mm. you know who knows do you know uh do you know uh the guy that uh, drew holcomb the guy that opened for them that night do you know him um no uh he was a Wait, on the the night of the, um, the the New Year's, yeah, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors, I think, is his band. We've been listening to him. We never heard of him. Asheville, Asheville band. He's out of Tennessee. Um, Tennessee, that's right, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and a little bit is a religious. Was a religious? Mm-mm. No, uh-uh. he's just uh, no. No, it's not religious. It's um, just kind of. I'm trying to. Who would I equate uh, Drew Holcomb to? I, I don't know. Check him out, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. He's really good. Um, seems like a really good guy. He did like a he and his wife play together, and they just did a uh, concert in their um, like kitchen the other night. Or he's been like covering on uh, Instagram like every Sunday night. He covers a different song, and it's kind of cool. Seems like a good dude. I will definitely check it out. I, I I just it's one of those things where those those nights are pretty crazy. Um, with a bunch of you know family trying to oh, wrangle my family and everything. I bet. It's, man. Uh, well, um, all right, Irby. Listen, appreciate the time. Uh, anything you need, man, like anything, just let me know. Uh, and best of luck to you, your team, uh, your customers. There, man. Just I can just tell things are going to work out well. You got a you got a good heart. You got a good focus on the people around you and you clearly care deeply about what you do and and who you serve and uh who's on you know who you work with and your good friends and family so man it's been a real pleasure and i really appreciate the opportunity very much it's an honor well thank you so very much for having me um i'm sitting here i'll send you a text in a second i'm I'm gonna show you i'm wearing my my schedule fly socks right now (laughs) oh you know i'm really glad you said that that please do because um if you look on our instagram you'll see like a you'll see jake on there i've been trying to get everybody to do a selfie um yeah that i can post and uh uh, of course, I don't know how you can do it with the socks, but I mean, I, yeah, if you have any schedule fly gear, man, throw it on, do a selfie, whatever you can send me. I'm going to stick it up on Instagram when I post your episode. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Right yeah, All man. Right. Have see a great you. one. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.